Get on up, Flyer fans. It's the show that's just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light. And live from Planigan's Pub on Stewart Street off Brown. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Bud Light, the perfect beer for whatever happens, and by Flyer Spirit. Stop on over to Flyer Spirit and show off your Flyer pride. Go UD. Call in with your comments or questions. Flyer Feedback on News 95.7 and AM 1290 WHIO. Now here's your host, John Bedell. Hey, Flyer fans, welcome back into the best bar in town, Flanagan's Pub. This is Flyer Feedback, broadcasting live from Flannies as we do after every University of Dayton home game. Glad to be back for another season. The 2014-15 campaign kicks off in earnest in a little less than a week now. Uh, things, as Larry Hanskin said in the postgame show, it's all for real from here on out. But for now, we're here recapping the Dayton Flyers being 1-0 in games that don't count. Uh, I'm John Bedell. Alongside me tonight is my good pal and partner uh, Keith Wallace-Kowski, a former Flyer and a UD Hall of Famer. Keith, good to have you along for another season. Man. Thank you. I'm excited to be back. A couple things, uh, housekeeping things, I guess we should bring up that uh, you and I were texting about during the game, and I know a lot of fans were <laughs> talking about it on the Twitter, as the kids say these days, or could hear them talking in the stands about it. Uh, first of all, a lot of people noticed Ryan Bass was not here today. Uh, he has a concussion that he suffered in practice, and as you can imagine, uh, they are trying to have him avoid uh, visual and aural, uh, with your ears, stimulation after a concussion. You can imagine that environment with the speaker system is probably not the most comfortable or probably not the most healthy uh, after you've been concussed. So Bass was not in the arena today after he suffered the concussion in practice so he's recovering from that. Uh, Also Devin Scott was sitting out. Uh, A lot of fans wanted to know what was the deal with that because people noticed right away he was in sweats. Talked to a UD uh, spokesman. He told me that uh, he simply was sitting out and that quote, Archie will address it in the post game. Uh, He didn't on the air, which is not surprising. He'll probably address it in his post game press conference. So if you want, if you're on Twitter, I would advise you to follow David Jablonski. My coworker David uh, is at, at David P. Jablonski on Twitter. He covers the Flyers beat for us for the Dayton Daily News and over at Cox Media Group Ohio. Dave will be at the press conference and I'm sure tweeting what Archie has to say about this uh, Devin Scott sitting out today. Also, if you notice, some sartorial confusion <laughs> with the Davis boys having their own, their each other's first initials on the back of their jerseys. Kyle Davis had uh, D. Period Davis and Daryl Davis had K. Period Davis on the back of his that jersey. Is correct. You noticed that, that right? Incorrect. I did see it. It led to a little bit of confusion. You wanted. You, you didn't. You had an identity crisis. I did. I did. But that was because I was told again, uh, talked to some folks at UD, the manufacturer just, uh, you know, uh, uh, made a mistake when they were stitching the jerseys. Um, at that point, they just felt like, well, we're not going to be able to get them back in time for the game. So they, they wore the, the wrong initials today. They're going to send them back. That'll all be fixed Friday to clear up. That's, that's why we have shit. dress rehearsals. That's why. See? That's why we do It'll this. will be ready by Thank you, week. exhibition season. So the manufacturers, it's exhibition for them, too. Uh, but it's all for real from here on out. But uh, not the prettiest of, of second halves, Keith. Uh, your thoughts on right. this game as a whole to start off? Typical exhibition game. Um, you know, started off just run and gun, up and down, no defense, just way too fast. Uh, a lot of emotions, a lot of adrenaline. Uh, Archie calls a timeout almost immediately. You know, guys settle down. We need to play some defense. We need to get this under control. From then on out, they did a much better job at that. Um, you know, they held them scoreless for I don't know how long uh, they were stuck at nine. 
Um, and then in the second half, you know, typical, almost expected that let the let the foot off the gas pedal, um, turnovers, no D, a little bit more selfish on offense. Um, they gave up a lot more points. Yeah. Um, you know, it was one of those things that, you know, that Dayton knew that they were going to win the game. They weren't going to not win that game. So they, you know, they're still getting their legs under them, still getting their uh, game legs under them. And, you know, it was uh, obvious. And Archie's obviously going to address that with them in practice. I can anticipate <laughs> them having a long, at least first week of the practice, yeah. um, dealing with the issues that came up, which he addressed in his postgame conference too. And it was it was really nice to hear him say those things and he's almost treating it as a loss because of the second half yeah, he said and, and what they showed and what they played and you know that's a good thing and i think it'll be a good learning experience for some of these younger guys coming in and know that hey you're not just going to be able to get away with things um because of last season's success you mentioned how disappointed he was he called it in the bud light post game show as you mentioned quote as disappointing as a loss he called the second half unacceptable i don't think it's a terribly astute observation but i noticed you could tell as much by his body language in the second half archie looked like Somebody had stolen his puppy. He uh, was the, not happy. On the sideline, he was, he was happy, yeah. none too pleased with the effort. And on the second half, we talked about this, you and I, Keith, in the break. He said, look, Larry said, if you can give me one thing, obviously it's you're, you're still fine-tuning things in the exhibition season. And we'll be, let's be honest, for the first few weeks of this regular season. It's, it's a long season. We talked about last year that, as we saw, uh, it's a season that starts around Turkey Day. You don't want to be playing your best basketball until St. Patrick's Day. It's a long stretch. Uh, we saw that last year this team had a little bit of a, well, a huge rut, actually. It was a massive rut in January, but played themselves out of it and was worth peaking at the right time. Exactly. They, they had enough time in the season to left to correct it and uh, obviously did, obviously came together, and we all know the success that they had. And, uh, you know, that's the good thing. On the, on the opposite end, Syracuse, who was the best team in the country and looked unbeatable for, you know, three-quarters of the season uh, last year, they hit their rut at the wrong time. And yep. fortunately for Dayton, we were able to play them and we were able to overcome them and, and beat them in the tournament. But, you know, that is one of those things in basketball it comes down to timing. Another thing Archie talked about when uh, I want to get to what uh, his response to Larry's question of, all right, give me one thing if you, if you absolutely want to fix one thing between now and Friday against Alabama, Alabama A&M for the regular season opener, what would that be? He said that it was uh, the defense has to get better. The defensive intensity, um, the, the focus has to be sharper on the defensive end, and the intensity has to be upheld for longer stretches. He said you, they cannot be fouling as much as they are with the depth issues they're having right now. I know the answer, but I'll ask you because you can explain it in a far more uh, X's and O's kind of way than I can. Why is it always the, the answer from a coach? It, because Archie then went on to say, we'll worry about the offense. That'll fix itself. Why is the focus always immediately? Look, we need to fix the defense. The offense will come around when it does. In my opinion, the main reason for that is the defense always has to be there. You're going to have nights where you shoot the lights out. You're going to have nights where you can't find the bottom of the basket. Um, you know, those are going to come and go, and a lot of times there's not much you can do about it. You're just going to have off nights. You can't have an off night on defense because if you're having an off night on defense, that means you're giving up easy baskets, you're giving up free throws, offensive rebounds, and, you know, that's got to be your rock. That's got to be your foundation. It, it always has to be there, and it's something that you can control. You can control your intensity on defense. You can control boxing out, getting on the boards, not giving up second-chance points, those, those little things 
that lead to the hype, that lead to the crowd getting into it, that lead to fast breaks, easy baskets on offense. It all starts with the defense. And, and that's why coaches are always pointing back to that because they know those are things that they can control. And also the uh, the foul-prone issues, that was a big issue in the second half. I mean, uh, Southern Indiana got to the line 32 times overall. It felt like the majority of that was the second half. That's going to be something that they're going to have to get under control. It, absolutely. It was something in the second half. And that was the same thing as far as the intensity and the turnovers and the concentration level went with Dayton. They just weren't moving their feet and, you know, tired, still getting your legs under them. You know, yeah. they'll take a foul rather than give up a basket, which, you know, at times, yes, it's it's good, but when you only have seven or eight guys that you're working with, that's right. it's not something you can do consistently. John Bedell, Keith Walskowski here for Flyer Feedback for the first time for the 2014-15 campaign. Flyer fans, this is your show. You guys get to uh, get on the show, talk about Flyer Hoops. There's a couple ways for you to do that, a few ways, actually. You can get at us on Twitter. All you got to do is search WHIO Radio, or you can find me at John underscore Bedell. You can call us at 457-1290, or if you're here in person at Flanny's, you can step on up to the Bud Light mic, take advantage of that, which is where we'll go right now. Hey, guys, you know, it's about a about a year ago, I was uh, we were here after exhibition game. Talked to Pat about his trip to Vietnam with the kids and how much fun he had. And uh, well, that's all I'm going to say about that. But uh, you know, uh, we appreciate Pat and of course Rita uh, in, in our time here at uh, Flanagan's. And uh, but uh, back to basketball. Um, you know, I you know like going to the games. Went to the Red Blue. And today I learned probably two things about the team, and I knew both of them already. Kyle Davis is a game changer when he comes in to the game. Uh, and number two, uh, Kendall Pollard has one intent with the basketball, and that's to dunk it, and he's just going to see he's going to stop him. <laughs> you, you're right there. Uh, Kendall Pollard goes hard. He does. And yep. there were a number of times, and – for the most part, I'm just going to comment on the first half because that's when they were actually playing. Um, and he kind of reverted back to being a little bit out of control. Um, yeah. Brought the ball up the court a lot, and you could just see head down, I'm going after the rim, guys are getting in the way, I'm going to go through them or try to go over them. Um, and the reason, and he's one of the reasons that we were successful at the end of the season last year was because he he wasn't doing it onto the scene he played under control he still played really hard but he played under control and i think that's going to be something that we need from him over the course of the entire season this year flyers winner tonight 96 66 over southern indiana in their first and only public exhibition game of the 2014-15 season at all it's all for real from here on out i'm john bedell he's keith walskowski we're here live from flanagan's for Flyer Feedback. We'll have more of it on the other side right here on the Home of the Flyers. This This is Flyer Feedback. Live from Flanagan's Pub on News 95.7 and AM 1290 WHIO. Dayton's only Only. news and talk station. News 95.7 and AM 1290 WHIO. Depend on it. Fox News Radio, I'm Joe Chiuro. Matthew Miller and Kenneth Bay have been freed by North Korea and are on their way back home. Miller was serving a six-year jail term on charges of espionage, while Bay is a Korean-American missionary. With them, the director of national intelligence, James Clapper, who had negotiated with the DPRK for their return. Fox's Dominic DiNatale, President Obama naming his nominee for Attorney General Loretta Lynch. As president, uh, I rely on my cabinet every day to make sure that we are not just getting the job 
done, but we're making progress for the American people. And in a country that is built on the rule of law, there are a few offices more important than that of Attorney General. Lynch is the U.S. Attorney for the Eastern District of New York. In the U.S., reporting a series of airstrikes against ISIS militants in Iraq. There's speculation a high-profile target was in the crosshairs. Fox News, we report, you decide. News 95.7 WHIO, the home of Fox News. We, we, we report, you decide. Good morrow to thee, friend. Good morrow to you. What job positions are you applying for? Bookkeeper, forklift operator, IT specialist, radiation tech, VP of sales and plumber, my fair lady. You're qualified for all those jobs? I'm a thespian, an actor, a man of many faces. Those free online list sites are great when looking for a couch, an apartment, or a party clown. What are you really qualified to do? Juggle chainsaw. Ah! But when you need a qualified local employee, you need DaytonHelpWanted.com. And a fire dancer, observe. <gasps> Long name, amazing results. Hi folks, it's me again to let you know that we've just unloaded a semi-load of fresh new landscape plants of all types. We have nice dwarf Alberta spruce, mugo pines, taxus, pyramid arborvita for privacy hedge, lots of nice boxwoods, magnolias, white pines, dwarf blue spruce, topiary shrubs, fat Albert blue spruce, and dwarf Japanese red maples, and dozens of other varieties of shrubs. We also have thousands of shade trees, flowering trees, and fruit trees, and weeping trees. One of the most popular trees is the Cleveland Select Flowering Pear, which blooms in the spring with nice white blossoms. Every yard should have one. Our six-acre garden center at 1309 Brand Pike is Dayton's biggest, and we've been in business since 1963. Come out and see why. Visit a Yuletide Winners Gathering in downtown Tip City this Saturday and Sunday. Cairns Toys, 31 East Main Street, is having a store-wide sale. 20% off all regularly priced merchandise Thursday through Sunday. Specializing in new toys for all ages, Melissa hand-selects each brand and toy for its unique qualities that sets them apart from the big box selections. Crossroads Consignments, selling gently used quality furniture, home decor, vintage, and contemporary jewelry on consignment. We have a wide variety of styles. Need something new to you? Shop Crossroads. Need to sell your extra items? Crossroads Consignments, 42 South 2nd Street in Historic Tip City. Go to crossroads-consignments.com. Like us on Facebook. Holiday gift ideas await you at Tippecanoe Weaver and Fibers 2 this weekend in downtown Tip City. Come to 17 North 2nd Street and see outstanding woven gift items for that special someone. Check out their sale basket, too. Kay offers classes to enhance your skills. Open 10 till 6 Saturday, 1 till 6 Sunday. Decreasing clouds through the night, cold, lows near 30 degrees. A few locations may fall into the upper 20s. Sunday, a mixture of sun and clouds, highs near 48 degrees. We warm into the upper 50s on Monday, breezy with sun and clouds. I'm meteorologist McCall Rydex on Dayton's official station for severe weather. News 95.7 WHIO. The home of the Flyers. News 95.7 and AM 1290 WHIO. Hey, Flyer fans, welcome back into Flanagan's Pub here on Stewart Street. I'm John Bedell. Alongside me tonight is Keith Wallace-Kowski. This is a show we call Flyer Feedback. It's your chance to talk UD hoops. We uh, are broadcasting live from Flannies here, as we do every night after a University of Dayton home game. 
today. We're uh, talking about a Dayton win, 96-66, in a game that didn't count in an exhibition win over the Southern Indiana Screaming Eagles. And, uh, Keith, it was uh, exhibition season's a tune-up. They're not supposed to be pretty, and uh, tonight was was uh, was certainly not. It was at least on par with what exhibition games are usually uh, about this time of the year. Yeah, it was... Uh, there were some good things. There were some bad things. There were some learning points that they're going to take. And, you know, the coaches will go back and point it out on video and kind of give you an I told you so. And this is what we have to get better at if you want to do anything because you're nowhere near the level that you guys think you are. So, <laughs> right. um, you know, it's it's a good thing. Um, and it's a learning experience. It certainly is. Four five seven twelve ninety is the number of Flyers fans, or if you're here at Flannies, you can take advantage of the Bud Light mic, which is where we will go back to right now. Good evening, everybody, and happy Flyer basketball season. It's back again, and gosh, we couldn't be happier. It's Leslie from Ideal Travel. Happy to be sponsoring another season of Flyer feedback as well. And uh, very excited for the first real game of the season coming up on Friday. And I know my 107 Flyer fanatics that are going to Puerto Rico are beyond excited at this point. And uh, if you're not going to Puerto Rico, you got to be looking forward to a road trip with us. And our first actual road trip is going to be for the Miami game on Wednesday, December the 3rd. So for those fans who are looking for an excuse to hit the road and follow the Flyers, we've got a great motor coach game ticket package. You don't have to worry about the driving. We do that. And uh, pretty much motor coach game ticket, you're looking at $49 per person. Give me a call on Monday at Ideal Travel, 223-7447. We'll get you on board. All right. Thank you, Leslie. Oxford, Ohio, I hear it's beautiful this time of year. It always is. (laughs) Uh, Keith Walskowski and John Bedell here with you tonight for Flyer Feedback. Keith, um, you know, we talked about uh, how this is just a fine-tuning. It's about what you expected for an exhibition season. One of the things UD took advantage of is an NCAA uh, rule where you can make the have the option to make one of your two exhibition games um, a closed-door scrimmage, which is what they did with Illinois in Indianapolis last Sunday. What's the advantage of having one of those in a much more, I guess, more of a teaching environment, in a closed-door scrimmage with, um, and let's be honest, nothing against Southern Indiana, a much higher level of competition exactly. with a team like Illinois? What's the advantage? Of that. Well, that's exactly it. You're able to play a team um, that's going to be more competitive. Uh, you'll be able to get together as coaches before the game. What do you want to work on? Have different things that you can or cannot work on. Take additional timeouts. Take additional time to explain things. Um, you know, there's not going to be a different focus from the referees or what are we working on. I know there was a debacle last year when they called like 150 fouls in the game and all they did was shoot free that. throws. And yeah. so you don't have to worry about things like that. Yeah. You can just go out there and play um, and go out there and play at a higher level. And if you require additional time more than just the 40 minutes, you can have that. If you want to work, you know, against a zone, you want to work against a press. You can get with people and, and go through that. Plus, you don't have to worry if someone were to get in foul trouble, you know, pick up two fouls in the first half. You don't have to worry about sending them to the bench because you're not going to keep track. It's not necessarily going to matter, and there's not the pressure from the media or from the fans to, to perform at any type of level. Right. And like you 
said, a, a much higher level of competition when you get to go against the, I almost said Bruce Weber. That's that's way back Illinois. Back John, John Gross yeah. in Illinois, uh, much better uh, you know, chance to sort of improve and really see where you're at because, uh, as Archie mentioned, uh, now that it starts to count, the competition, and he really said as much, really starts to ratchet up at this point. You get uh, a game that counts with Alabama and m We saw uh, last year we thought IPFW was going to be a cupcake. It talk, took a last-second shot from Jordan Seibert to uh, stop that season from ending before it really even got going. Exactly. And then you go to Puerto Rico, and right away, man, that that really ratchets up when you get to Puerto Rico in a, in a uh, early-season tournament. It's the same type of deal that they had last year where – you have some tune-up games, and you're going to go on a bigger stage, some nationally televised stuff, bigger teams, and you're going to have an opportunity to perform. You're going to have a t- uh, an opportunity to can, uh, build on the success from last season, you know, build on the recognition, and uh, you know, it's good for the program, yep. it's good for the fan base, and it's good for the players and the team to, again, build confidence for themselves moving through the non-conference schedule. And a good tournament, too, is one that is probably widely regarded with Maui right up there, too, as one of the preeminent uh, early on season uh, yeah, tournaments. Yeah, exactly. Know, There's the so many of them now, and, right. and it's it's a good thing to be in one of the better ones. Back to the Bud Light Mike we go. What's your name? Where are you from? Uh, John Kalp from Xenia. John from Xenia. Nice to see you. Hey, uh, the Flyers look great tonight, but uh, the 6'11 kid, Steve... Uh, Steve McElvain. McElvain yes. from Indianapolis or Indiana, or close to Indianapolis. Are we going to see him hit the floor this year? We will not. I, I, I'm told he's the real NBA body that we've been looking for. He, we will not see him, and this is why, John, there was a... Uh, it's essentially NCAA rules because he switched high schools in the middle of his senior year. It's essentially, it's not really transfer because he's coming from high school into college, but it's similar in that uh, they have to register him this year because of some eligibility uh, issues with just, not issues, but just how his senior year in high school right. went about switching schools in the middle of the academic year. So we, to answer your question, we will not see him. But he is the real deal. From what it's, I've heard from folks that have seen him played in practice in closed-door situations, uh, the kid can hoop. Pretty seriously. Obviously, obviously, it's a situation where you would love to have a big body like that. <laughs> when they need it this year, and too. Especially they need it this year. Um, and I'll go ahead and say, you know, I don't like to talk about myself a whole lot, but the red shirt year will be big for him. And Why is especially that? because he is he's able to do everything with the team. He's able to, you know, practice, play, lift, uh, work out with the strength coaches. He gets a, a year under uh, under his belt of going to classes, balancing his time with basketball, um, maturing as an adult, being away from home. Um, you know that that year for myself meant so much to me um, and my career at Dayton that I think it'll do. I'm hoping that he's able to take advantage of it the same way and it'll, it could be a huge thing for him. Do you think it's more advantageous, Keith, as a freshman where you're still making that transition, as you touched on a little bit, from high school into the college game as opposed to, say, somebody like a, a Mickey Perry or a Josh Parker where you've played collegiately and you've got to take a year off and we always see like they, they sort of have to shake the rust off when they come back from that year off. Is it more advantageous to... What, what, to have that retro year while you're making that transition to the collegiate game? You know, I think that's a situational basis. There's some guys that need it then. There's some guys that need it coming off the extra year or whatever. But, yeah. um, you know, in a, in a situation like myself, 
you know, my physically I needed to mature um, coming out of high school. There's no way I wasn't going to see the court as a freshman, as a true freshman anyway. So, you know, it gave me a year to physically mature. Um, Steve, it looks like it'll give him a year to get in college basketball shape. He's not going yeah. to be uh, able to just dominate people because of his size, but right. he will get stronger. He will trim up. He'll get rid of some of that baby fat, and he'll learn how to use his size and use his strength to an advantage against other guys that are just as big as strong as he is. I was going to say, that was one of the things that came up when you and I and Brooks and uh, Norm uh, and Larry were all here at Flannies a couple weeks ago just planning out the season, and that was one of the things that came up with when we were talking about this freshman class. The biggest transition we always talk about is, as we saw with Jalen Robinson, Devin Scott, any number of freshmen over the years, that adjustment to the college game of you can't get away with just out-physicaling everybody. You can't get away with the things you got away with in high school because there's such a disparity in the talent level at the high school right. level. Now in, in the college game, that it's a whole new ball game. Oh, that's right. Big guys, big guys can't get away with just pushing people out of the way. Quick guys can't get away with just beating one guy. There's other people in yep. the way now, and there's bigger, quicker guys waiting for them. Um, and so... Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, it'll be it'll be a blessing in disguise for, John, for him and for us. And John, I'm glad you brought up the NBA body thing because one of the first things well, when I asked Larry about some weeks back, I said, "Hey, is anything sticking out to you right off the bat?" And the first thing out of his mouth was, "This this McIlvain kid can hoop." You know, because a couple, you know, there was fans that looked at him and thought, "Man, because he, he looks a little lanky, maybe he, you know, but he's completely coordinated. He can really." Uh, work with the with the build he's got, and I remember when he was seen for the first time publicly over the summer at that uh, Doc Levitt's barbecue, and people who were either there in person or seeing him on Twitter were saying, "My God, is that the McIlvain kid? He's huge, and he's every bit of six eleven, <laughs> bigger than what yeah, we're used to." Here that's at him. And I remember seeing him for the first time in person, just he's so imposing, and he knows how to use that frame. And Larry said, "Kid can really hoop, and he knows how to use that frame, and he's going to be uh, hopefully a special player here at the University that's of Maine." So. I hope so. <laughs> they like that comment you had right there. Now we're we got the Buckeyes game here on it. Flanny's back to the Bud Light, Mike. Tom from Kettering. <laughs> Tom, how was your off season, my it, friend? It was outstanding. You Good. know, how, how do you beat uh, going to Sweet Sixteen or Lead Eight? And uh, what a heck of a ride! Uh, you know, the, the big cause for concern was uh, the logo. So you know it's a good year. <laughs> you know, right. you know it's a good that's year. That's right. When that's the big when they're worried about the logo. Okay, <laughs> so. <laughs> But, but John, you, you might have covered it. Uh, uh, tell me about uh, Ryan Bass. Um, yes. Uh, um, when is is he going to be – can he play Friday, uh, this coming Friday? He's got a concussion, so I would assume it's just day-to-day, Tom. I was told today that he suffered it in practice, and there, he wasn't physically in the arena because they want to sort of keep him away from all that loud noise. I'm sure that's not very comfortable after you, you got a concussion. So I would assume with anything with, – or with a concussion, it's just day-to-day, so we'll see. His speed was very uh, – uh, obvious in uh, red and blue game, uh, uh, extremely fast man uh, with the ball, uh, not the size of a London Warren, but maybe the same speed, uh, which is impressive in and of itself. And, and Scucci's going to need that uh, that help at point guard. I, uh, 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 Kyle Davis, uh, every time I see the guy, he impresses me more. He, you know, he came down and stole the. B- he took the ball back from this kid and it went out of bounds. He just like made up his mind he was going to take the ball back and he took it. He, he's, you know, he was in for not very many total minutes last year, but he had an incredible effect on some games 
that uh, oh, yeah. you know I don't know if he got credit for, but but he's a, he's a solid player. Someone said he had a broken wrist last year too, so during the whole year, so uh, it might help his offense a little this year to be shooting with a good wrist. You're right, such a defensive stopper. I mean, he's the guy that Kari Price was another one, but obviously he's moved on and is not here anymore. But yeah, you got a defense. You want a lockdown defender on this team, Kyle Davis, big difference maker on that. Yeah, end. yeah. Uh, uh, no, I you know look forward to a good year. Uh, think we're going to get hurt maybe by not having the bigs uh, like yeah. you know last year. Uh, uh, Kavanaugh was uh, you, you couldn't get any more out of Matt Kavanaugh than you got last year, and and uh, he did a great job, and uh, that's that's where we're going to struggle, I think, up against big guys. Keith, what what are your thoughts on that? We don't have a lot of height right now. Um, it's going to be a there's a lot on the shoulders of Jalen Robinson and Devin Scott. Um, there's a lot of pressure on them to perform at the center position. Um, I don't know the rosters of everybody that Dayton's playing against, but you know that center matchup is going to be one that we're going to have to perform every single game. That those guys are going to have to step up, be big. Um, you know they're going to have to rebound both ends of the court, especially on the defensive uh, defensive end, and they're going to have to. They're going to have to be strong enough that the whole, the rest of the defense doesn't have to dig in and focus on their matchup. That they can focus on their own matchups double, as well. Double a guy, you mean like, yeah. Right. You don't. Yeah. You don't want to have to double team a guy take, every take off every single guy. time because yeah. it's it puts puts the rest of the team at a disadvantage. Um, you know, there's advantages to doing it against the guy that can't pass out of the double team, but you don't want to be forced to do it because the one-on-one matchup is not strong enough to handle it. I I don't think it'll be like that every single game. Um, and I'm hoping those two guys step up. You know, I've, I've seen improvements for them. Um, we, you know, we didn't see Scott tonight, but we saw Robinson tonight. You know, 20 rebounds is a heck of a lot of rebounds, and he was yeah. relentless on the offensive glass. Um, you know, again, Southern Indiana was, was right. not a big team, but, you know, that drive is something that, that we have to see out of them this year. I, I was, uh, you know, pretty impressed with uh, just the effort of uh, Bobby Worley. Uh, Bobby Worley played hard, and, and uh, you know I could see him, you know, getting a couple minutes, you know, now and then because he he played hard tonight, and he after after Kyle Davis, he probably played as hard as, as anybody out there. He did, and, and that type of effort is what you need out of everybody on your team every night. Um, that's one of the things that Archie's going to talk about. One of the things that Archie was talking about in the post game is is the effort being there, um, and it's got to be there from everybody. That's what was there last year. And that's what has to be there this year if they want to have the same success. Thanks, guys. Thank, hey, thank you. you, Tom. An update on something he asked about. I uh, just checked Dave Jablonski's Twitter, my coworker from Cox Media Group, Ohio. Uh, Jabo says, Archie Miller says, Daryl Davis out indefinitely with the concussions. There you go, Tom. Out indefinitely with the concussions. That's probably one of those things, you know, they say indefinitely. They have day. to reevaluate. Right. They're not They've just going to let it go behind, beyond right. the next game. But that's they'll, they'll see yeah. how he progresses throughout the week and when they're able to, to safely reinsert him back into practicing right. in the lineup and you don't want to risk something especially with nope. them being as as thin as they are at this point in the season you don't want to rush him back and have it drag on right and that's certainly one of those things that's become a big issue especially these days with uh in sports in general particularly the nfl but you know concussions they've got protocols i'm sure they have to follow that he's got to pass first before they can even before they can even think, think about, about you know right. putting him back on the floor ben as you said on top of that with, with their uh with their depth issues this year that's not something you want to risk getting some guy uh, hurt 
long term. But, um, you know, it was a tune-up today. It wasn't pretty, but Archie said he felt like they had the right approach uh, tonight. It, they blew the doors off in the first half. They were up 31 at halftime and then just sort of... <laughs> they did, and you know what? The first half, they shot the ball well. They did. Um, you know, they were swarming on defense. Uh, I thought they gave up too much on the offensive glass. But then again, you know, there, there was not much else that they didn't do right in the first half they they really got after it then it was you know the main cause for concern was the second half and letting up and you're just not going to be able to have that one of the things that struck me too keith was the ball movement was very crisp to me they were sharing the ball well getting everybody involved in the the the, uh like i said the passing to me just appeared to be very crisp there were and they were very willing to share the ball and that's that's always good to see they were and you know it it didn't seem like anybody was forcing shots they were taking open shots some of them were quick but they were open and they weren't forced so Well, we're here at Flanagan's, as we are after every home game, talking about a 96-66 Dayton Flyers win in the exhibition season over Southern Indiana. Flyer fans, we've got to take a break, but we'll be back with the home stretch of Flyer Feedback on the other side, right here on the Home of the Flyers. This, this is Flyer Feedback, live from Flanagan's Pub on News 95.7 and AM 1290 WHIO. Hey, Flyers fans, WHIO's News Director Brittany Otto here. We know your work week is busy, so we're bringing you weather and traffic updates every six minutes on Miami Valley's Morning News Monday morning. We will also be giving you the three big things you need to know every 15 minutes during the show. We start at 5 Monday morning right here on News 95.7 and AM 1290 WHIO. Dayton's number one station for news, weather, and traffic. News 95.7 and AM 1290 WHIO. Being there matters. And in a world that can be uncertain, Your United States Navy protects and defends America on the oceans. Where there are threats against America anywhere around the globe, your Navy ships, submarines, aircraft, and most importantly, tens of thousands of America's finest young men and women are ready to defend America at all times. When pirates threaten commerce, your Navy is there to ensure the world's oceans are safe and free from attacks. When disaster strikes, like the typhoon that devastated the Philippines in 2013, your Navy was there, providing medical supplies and relief to those in need. When drug traffickers attempt to use the ocean to ferry narcotics to our borders, your Navy is there defending America. Your Navy is deployed around the world, around the clock, always ready. When it comes to protecting and defending America, being there matters, and America's Navy is already there. I heard on the news about that five-year-old who found his uncle's gun. The kid didn't know it was loaded. I heard on the news about that 14-year-old girl who was bullied online. For like a year, she couldn't take it anymore, so she got her dad's gun from his nightstand. I heard on the news about that guy who broke into someone's house, stole a gun from the hall closet. He accidentally shot his cousin in the head. She killed herself. And later, killed the owner of the store he was trying to rob. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. 
for a leader, there is nothing more important than dealing with one of your soldiers who you are concerned about their emotional dealings with what we have asked them to do. You got to make sure the soldiers know that you're open at any time, any day, and you got to make sure your junior leaders are leading the same way you are. Are they encouraging soldiers instead of discouraging them from going to seek help if they need help? Learn more by visiting www.realwarriors.net or calling 1-866-966-1020. Decreasing clouds through the night, cold, lows near 30 degrees. A few locations may fall into the upper 20s. Sunday, a mixture of sun and clouds, highs near 48 degrees. We warm into the upper 50s on Monday, breezy with sun and clouds. I'm meteorologist McCall Rydex on Dayton's official station for severe weather. News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on News 95.7 and AM 1290 WHIO. Call in with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on News 95.7 WHIO. Hey, Flyer fans, welcome back into Flanagan's Pub. This is Flyer Feedback. I'm John Bedell. He's Keith Walskowski. We're here recapping a 96-66 Dayton Flyers win in an exhibition matchup with the Southern Indiana Screaming Eagles. We're here at Flanagan's Pub on Stewart Street coming to you live as we do every night after a UD home game. Do things a little differently on road games. Do the show from our studios. So, uh, Flyer fans, just uh, hope you join us uh, as you do most every season. Uh, After UD games, come join us and have a party here at Flanagan's. Keith, good to have you along, man. Good to be back for another season. I'm excited for it. I'm excited to build on on what we started last year. You know, it's it's yeah. fun for me to be a part of the show too, for being back, being involved with the Dayton basketball program. I mean, there's nothing better than talking about Dayton basketball. It makes it a pretty easy job. That's right, man. Almost as easy as playing it. Playing it. <laughs> Hey, we talked about Devin Scott earlier, too. We, we had touched on Ryan Bass's concussion in that situation. We also mentioned that one of the things we would check up on is what was going on with Devin Scott. We were told simply that he was sitting out. Archie would address it postgame. Archie did address it postgame. Archie Miller said Devin Scott was suspended for one game and will return for the season opener. So Scott not sitting up tonight, but he will be in uniform Friday as they take on the Alabama, Alabama I can't even say that tonight, Alabama A&M Bulldogs in the regular season opener. So not sure what that was about, but we'll look into that. And, of course, you can read Dave Jablonski's column recapping the game tomorrow in the Dayton Daily News and online at DaytonDailyNews.com. And he'll certainly have more about, I'm sure Archie expounded on that. But for now... We know that uh, Archie said Devin Scott was suspended for a game. He'll be back for the season opener. Flyer fans, we got some drink specials here at Flanagan's to help you celebrate this Flyers win. We got Bud Light pitchers, eight dollars, eight bucks for a pitcher of Bud Light. Not a bad deal. I take it. That's a steal. I'm working right now though, so we can't. After we're done, we can. There we go. So uh, Keith, let's. Uh, what do you What do you want to look forward to, or what What do you think needs to be worked on? If If you're Archie Miller, what do you think needs to be fixed between now and Friday when Alabama A and M comes to town? Well, I think Archie hit on it being able to play defense move their feet and stay out of foul trouble they don't want to they're not going to be able to take any stupid fouls just because they got beat because um right now they just don't have the depth um that's their main point for con- uh cause for concern anyways um you know i'd, I'd like to see pollard get himself under control kind of where he was last season i thought dyshawn pierre looked really good he looked really big too yeah, he did did they start him at the three does that i mean they had him and uh him and pollard they and did. robinson all in the, the starting line the starting lineup was, uh, was uh scooch cybert Jalen, Deshaun, Pollard. So, oh, uh, yeah, he was at the three. So he's at the three. Pollard and that's, would have been your four there. Yep. And uh, 
you know, a kid that big and that strong that's still quick enough to defend on the perimeter is a big advantage because, you know, number one, he can move. He can switch with guys. He's still not going not gonna to get beat, hopefully. And then you go to the other end of the floor, and you can take big-time advantage of that. Um, you know, I, I, he played a lot in the post last season, right. and he was successful down low in the post last season. So I'd like to see that see that out of him again and he can shoot he can spread the floor too because not only you know with his size he can play the post but he is so incredibly athletically talented he's a heck of a shooter too he can stretch Absolutely. the floor and he's a guy that'll step out and shoot the three ball with first play uh, the some game. consistency That's first right. play of the game he stepped up and hit a three and uh you know some of these other guys that you know had had more of a backup role last year um you know they they were a main part of the success that Dayton had and but they were more role players and now they're going to step up they're not necessarily role players this year they're the leaders and while young they were through it they have the experience now um you know it's not experience that we're looking for anymore right. it is production and it is results i know you can't replace it but archie talked about this t- piggybacking off of your leadership point he said leadership is missing on the floor you're not going to replace what Devin oliver did for this team he was this the straw that stirred the drink he was the emotional driver the engine of this team you can't replace that how do you how do you attempt to replace that and who do you see trying to take that role and carry that forward that demo did so well for that's you know that's a good question um you i don't know if you will ever find another Devin oliver yeah Um, you know he is a once in a lifetime type of player he is a coach's dream because he is essentially like having a coach on the floor he is a guy that can get people together talk sense you know he knows exactly what needs to be done and at the same time is one of the most unselfish players and people that you will ever come across um so they will they will definitely miss that you know um I would like to see a guy like Deshaun Pierre step up, be a little bit more vocal, um, be a leader like that. Um, or maybe someone like Scoochie Smith, you know, your point guard, you're running the team. Um, as a figurehead, you're there as a point guard, but emotionally you need to be that type of leader too. Or Jordan Seibert being the, uh, being the senior on the team. You know, he's going to have to step up and, and be a leader in that aspect also. We'll find out because from here on out, it's all real right it's now. It's all real. The Flyers are undefeated in games that don't count the season. Keith, it was a blast having you along tonight. Good to be back for another season. Flyer fans, that's going to do it for us from Flanagan's tonight. Dayton a 96-66 winner over Southern Indiana. We will see you Friday night when the Flyers take on the Alabama A&M Bulldogs in the regular season opener. Tip is at 7. I'll see you on the radio live from Casano's at 6 for the Bud Light pregame show. Flyer fans will see you on the radio next week. Until then, for Keith Walskowski, I'm John Bedell saying go Flyers.